<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first official episode of Brain Credits. <laughs> I am your host, Ashley Benson, and in the car today with me, I have James and Aaliyah. Say hello. 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 <laughs> so, uh, this podcast is something that we'll do um, every now and then when we find the time to get with yeah. each other, and if Aaliyah checks the group chat to make sure that we're doing it, yeah. um, which happens every two to three business days. <laughs> yep. Um, now... Um, the reason behind the name Brain Credit, I uh, probably should just put it out there, is I was traveling in a car once with my friend and, well, I said that something that was in my head went free. <laughs> my friend turns to me and goes, how the fuck can something live in your head rent free? And I said, with Brain Credit. Um, and so just every now and then when we have like these shower thoughts or things that we want to discuss, you know, they live in our head rent free till we come into the car and expel them into the microphone <laughs> and to each other yeah. um, so yes now we have a few uh, topics that we we're going to discuss today what are our topics for today I don't even know well we have quite a few we'll just kind of just did our own yeah. okay. topics now. this podcast is pretty much just going to be us putting our brains onto the internet talking okay, to each other about what we've got theme of today's episode though is it theme. relationships I think I think relationships is what we're going to start with okay I think that's right. how we go what do I, think I think we've all got one that's about relationships. Yeah, yep. okay. So we may not cover all three topics today, but um, also, did you want to set a timer maybe for like an hour and a half or so? Yeah. Just, just to make sure, yeah. Being, I've got a stopwatch anyway. Cool. So um, you have what? So James has what drives attraction? I have blah, 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 blah. Where is it? I have it written down here. Um purpose which would then follow into relationships because that's where I got it from um, but that can also branch into a whole bunch of no no what have you got what do you have I had like a little mini one I had the opposites attract but I also had one where it was like how I th- the difference between a crush how it's perceived in like yeah. boyfriend groups and girlfriend groups because I feel like it, okay. it can be yes. the same but very different like different uh, yes. I think it can be yeah so I think those ones we can save till last and we'll just see if it leads into there or not yeah sure mm-hmm. might as well what do we want to start with let's start with the, um we can start with purpose yeah we'll start with sure. purpose you sent it in the group chat first yes we didn't even send it in the group chat so you yeah. guys not what we were doing for those yeah. topics this morning was that a surprise? it was yeah, yeah. It was a little, a little that surprise it's a fresh thought you know I don't want you to really start thinking about things so you can catch you off guard so it's fresh Sure. Um, just want to point out when we started this podcast, Ash ripped his shoes off. My <laughs> yeah. shoes are currently on the floor. Um, these shoes, these shoes actually performed in um, School of Rock. So oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're falling we're apart. They're really, really falling apart. They don't even have a fucking sole anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. Um, so yes, what behind purpose, Ash? Well. I'll ask you guys there, mm. in terms of like purpose, like what do you guys think that is when it comes to just general life? When, when when I say like, oh, you have purpose, you know, or you desire purpose, like what do you guys think about it? Those are two different sentences. They are two different sentences, but what do you think about it? Yeah, first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <Coward>. I, think, <laughs> I think purpose is something that I guess every human really needs. Um, it's more... You get it from other people. You can get it for yourself with like purpose in sort of figuring out how you're going to do stuff yourself. But I think a lot of um, a lot of purpose is derived from other people. Mm. Like in a job, 
your purpose is to work, make money, um, well, you get you get money as a reward. Yeah. You have the purpose of selling or writing reports or whatever you do for work. Um, I think it's very it's very necessary for someone to have. It's um, something that a lot of people do need. A lot of people also go without. Um, it's also something people need in relationships, in friendships, mm. um, at home. You need purpose everywhere. Um, I know playing like playing sport you're, gives me purpose because your team relies on you to do a certain thing. Um, I, play, I play striker and soccer, so my purpose would be to score a goal. See, I think I'd, sorry. No, no, I feel like I'd contradict you on that. There's there's a difference between purpose and role for me purpose is more intrinsic it's something that drives you it's as small as when you wake up in the morning what is your purpose and everyone's is completely different and it's what i think motivates every move why why people are so different is because their purpose is so different and your role can influence that like were you saying your role in a sport or in your job has a big influence on your purpose and so does other people they influence it but i wouldn't say it comes from them i think it probably starts quite young Mm -hmm. and it develops a bit more and more and it will probably always slightly change but i think it probably by the time you're 18 it really starts to cement and i i think i do agree with the fact that some people just don't have purpose and i think that can cause a lot of mental issues Mm -hmm. or just you feel very i think i think what typically happens when people don't have purpose, they sort of lose themselves. Yes. I think purpose is something that gives you purpose in life, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it gives you reason to get up and do yeah. something. Because if, if you don't have something that you can cling on to, work towards, create, build, whatever it is that you know, best fits the situation, then what's the, what's the reason to get out of bed? But like, like the reason why we value life so much is because of death. Yeah. Death gives us purpose for as much as we might fear it or hate it. Death is the reason why we get up and make a legacy out of ourselves. Mm. It gives us purpose to get up and do so. Purpose isn't so much like a role, as you were saying. Like, you know, there's two different things, a yeah. role and a purpose. Purpose is more of an external pressure, I think. It's more of a, you know, if you don't have purpose in your life, if you don't, if there's nothing that you're contributing to, if there's nothing that you're able to do in your role, you can't do much in your life like I think like I wrote um, in the script um, Eureka um, one of the characters says um, a man without hands is a man without duty and a man without duty is a man without purpose yeah I agree with that so if you don't have you know the hands to get up and do something hands is a metaphor you know that, that could be the tools that could be the responsibility that could be the motivation if you don't have that then you're not going to have a sense of a role of moral duty of doing something to benefit society or benefit your own life in any way and if you don't have anything that you can contribute to then you yourself won't feel like you have purpose mm. and as soon as you feel like you don't have purpose this is where you know people can fall into depressions people can fall into habits that give them temporary pleasure mm. to make them feel like they're wanted mm. make them feel like they're actually doing something even when they're just putting themselves backwards deeper into a hole yeah yeah, I think purpose purpose sort of gives someone a role. Yeah. I think purpose goes into a role. Um, 
you can get purpose from a role, but to get into a role, you need purpose. Mm. I think, like, applying for a job that's seeking more of that, mm. um, or joining a sport team, or whatever you want to do as purpose. Yeah. I think that um, eagerness to fill a role derives directly from Mm. purpose. Mm. I agree. I think they are like interdependent. They do one affects the other and the other affects the other. Because you could have someone, if they don't know their purpose and they get pushed into a role, I'm kind of thinking of my my dad here. He had a lot of talents, a lot of skills, but kind of just didn't really have a purpose, stumbled into a role. And sometimes by having the role first before the purpose, that can restrict the purpose. Actually, yes. I, yeah. I feel I like so. it can make people feel very lost because they don't... You get boxed into a role. You get boxed yeah. in. And you don't get any more purpose other than yes. what that yes. role's giving you. And especially yeah. if that, that role... Does, and that role probably won't fulfill you because yeah. you don't have purpose because, to keep doing it over and over Because purpose is limitless. Yeah. Purpose is limitless. You can you can make purpose out of anything. You can, you can make yourself worth anything for as much as you contribute but as soon as you fit yourself into a role like if, if you're if you were just the person who was meant to just type up on the computer print out the files and hand it into the boss if that's all your role is that's all your purpose will be mm. but if you you know enlarge in your purpose enlarge in your life to then fit yourself into other roles into other things then you will have so much more purpose you have so much worth to society but yeah, if you do fall into a role before you find your purpose, you will get boxed in. If you find your purpose and your worth, I feel like you will you know, shoot more for the stars than just eventually just sit and do nothing with mm. whatever you are given. Mm. And then that's just your role for the rest of your life. That's your purpose for the rest of your life. Yeah, I think it's important to not get stuck in a role that only gives you an amount of purpose to keep you in that role. Points. <laughs> um... I think it's good to have, like, the job's purpose that it gives you, but it's mm. also good to have your own level of purpose. Oh, yeah. So that you can, like, improve yourself. You can move on yeah. to do better things yeah. and bigger things. This is, this is why people work out. It gives them a sense of purpose. It gives them, like, they're worth something. Yeah, they're contributing to themselves. They're bettering their exactly. for their better purpose. Exactly. It's, it's, it's contributing to oneself. And that's not selfish. That is honestly just good hard work. Yeah. It's positive. It's good. And it, in the end, all you get out of it is benefits. Yeah. That's so what good purpose is. So, like, you know, this is why I play Oztag. is because I feel like I have a purpose when I'm on the field. You know, sure, my role is just being, you know, this center role. Sure, you know, give me the ball, I'll fucking run. <laughs> but my purpose, you know, it, it is greater than just being on the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it gives me, it gives me a sense of worth. It gives me like I'm valued to the team, and that's that. that that's what I think, honestly, many people lack in uh, today's society is worth. Mm, yeah. Because whether it's because you know we fall into habits where we don't feel like we're worth anything and i think that's definitely stemming into like you know more like hookup culture and um alcohol drug abuse you know all these types of things because they, they, they give you a sense of they give you a sense of relief yeah and you know but the thing is that in the long term it hurts because mm-hmm. you then realize that you're not worth anything you were never worth anything to the person that you slept with that's why it feels like shit afterwards sometimes and that's why it's like but it felt good in the moment of course it felt good in the moment 
But then afterwards, you feel like shit. You feel like, no, I need to go back to that again. I need to feel, go back to that worth. Of course you need to go back to that worth. It made you feel good. Mm. made you feel worthy. But then, it's over. 30 seconds later, a minute later. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh. Right. Cool. And that's it. So, yeah. That is it. Like, long-term and short-term are two big things that I think people are forgetting about. You need long-term things yeah. for long-term desire. You need long-term desires and it's going to be painful. Yes. It's going to be hard work. Yes. But in the end, it's so much more satisfying. It gives you so much more purpose Purpose, and it feel, you feel so much more worthy pursuing a long-term anything, long-term relationship, than you do feeling, than you do, you know, trying to fulfill your life with a short-term anything. Mm-hmm. Short-term anything's all right. It's okay to have some short-term things because, you know, nothing always lasts forever and some things are only meant to be, you know, a few days or so, you know. But it's still the fact that if you strive for something in the future, that will give you more purpose to keep on going. If you say, I'm, you know, in five years from now, I'm going to be in this position, I'm going to have this, I'm going to make this amount of money, I'm going to have this, you know, physique with my body, I'm going to have these mannerisms, I'm going to change my lifestyle. That's giving you purpose to do something. You're contributing to yourself, possibly even more to society, to your family, to your friends, to your partner. And it's, if you have long-term commitments and are willing to go the distance, you will help yourself and benefit yourself so much more, you will feel worthy. If you keep pursuing these short-term little pleasures and these little benefits, these little satisfactions, eventually you'll wake up, you'll be 25 years old, and you'll be like, shit, I just wasted the past five years of my life. Fuck, and all I did was sleep around, abuse drugs, and get drunk. I don't remember half of the shit that I did. I know that I didn't really enjoy it afterwards. It was just in the moment. Like, no one likes to smoke cigarettes. I don't think there's really anyone out there who's like, oh, yes, this is really good. It's... It's just the fact that in, in the moment, there's this short-term relief. Short-term little hip, hit of dopamine. It's a little hit of dopamine. And this is this is the problem with like TikTok and with Instagram and these you know, social media platforms because they're just giving you hits of dopamine over and over and over again. Every time you swipe up, swipe up. And even with that fucking like, Tinder and dating apps, swiping left and swiping right is dopamine hits because you will see an attractive person and you'll swipe right or left or whichever well, I don't do that but, yeah, you know, but what I'm saying is like you see people back and forth and it gives you these little dopamine hits of oh I could be with them oh I could be with them oh I could be with them oh I'm definitely going to fuck them and it gets you into this habit and it's so toxic to just keep on going back and forth between different people as if we're a fucking shopping market mm. we're not yeah. you can't sell yourself don't you like there's a proper way to sell yourself and there's a disrespectful way to sell yourself mm. And finding the difference between the two can be difficult. You know, like for, for instance, like a, a, me as an actor, I have to sell myself. But I won't say that I'm doing it in a negative way. Mm. I'm doing it in quite a positive way because I'm trying to branch out my talents and branch out, you know, uh, my understanding of human behavior and storytelling. I'm trying to, you know, tell stories. So I sell myself to people, to producers, to directors, to agencies, so that they can hopefully see my talent and see my potential. And then, in, and then when they say yes to me, that would then give me purpose and worth. Yeah. To kind of add on to that point a little bit, and I can't come, I can only comment from like a woman's perspective, girl's mm. perspective. But when it comes to selling yourself, I feel like nowadays, especially with social media and, you know, especially with teenage girls, I feel like it's kind of hard to know what's right. Do you see so mm. much stuff of guys being like, oh, nobody count, this, that, that. Mm. But at the same time, 
the types of girls I go after are the ones that have the high body counts, ones sleeping around that look a certain way and they present it's themselves temporary. a certain way. It's temporary. And it's temporary, but it messes with girls because they're like, well, yes. I want the guy, and the guy goes for this type of girl. So she's yeah. an attorney type of girl. Exactly. realizes she doesn't and get the guy that she wants. She just. And I think. I think the best thing that I can say to a female, and again, I'm not a female, so please <laughs> tell me otherwise if I'm wrong, but I think the best thing I can say is just hold high morals. Mm. Don't don't build walls around yourself because then you'll just box yourself in, you'll become stubborn and arrogant, and you know, you'll you hurt yourself mm. and you'll find it hard to be with someone. But if you can just have morals and just be like, no, I'm not going to change into what you want me to be just so you can be with me. Don't ever change yourself so that someone will want to be with you. If it, 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 That's also a very loose term as well to say because like, in a way, you do have to somewhat change yourself yeah, so that someone can be with someone. Yeah. You do have to change yourself, but don't change yourself for the worse. Only change yourself for the better. Like, if you're sitting here going, no one wants to be with me, it's like, well, look at your fucking room. Is your bed made? Is your clothes away? Do you smell nice? Do you shave? Do you look after yourself? Do you go to the gym? If no, then it's like, well, maybe, maybe they're not the problem. You're the problem. Yeah. But if you are going to the gym and you are, you know, working out and you're making sure you get better, you have a job, you know, you're doing well, you're you know, going out there, you're extroverted or intro even if you are introverted, you know, you, you, you can hold a conversation, you're nice, you're gentle, you're kind, you know, you've got good posture, you have table manners. Like, if you have all these things, if you are a genuinely good bloke and people still don't want to be with you, I think it's not then so much your problem it's I think you need to then surround yourself in an environment that is better for you mm. you need to find people who are then like you because again what you surround yourself with is what you are mm. if you sur look at the music that you listen to like no wonder why you're like oh you know I don't feel good today I don't like today I'm so depressed about that well half the music is a is slobbering crap <laughs> where they're just complaining about you know being depressed and wanting to kill themselves and you know temporary pleasures so look at the society that we're living in it, it what, what you are surrounding about. what you surround yourself is who you are so if you want to be with someone if you want to be with this ideal woman you need to surround yourself in the in the, in the values that she holds not in the values that you want that she you think she wants to hold so don't become this you know arrogant prick who's a dick you know who just you know goes around and just sleeps with anyone because you know that's that that's what she wants it's like no be a good man be a stoic strong man don't change yourself for the negative because you want to be with someone as soon as you do that because i did that as soon as you do that you fall into a trap and it is toxic it is bad and in a way in the end it's embarrassing to look back and go, damn, I changed myself out of desperation. Mm. That's where I think it comes from. Don't change yourself out of desperation. Change yourself out of necessity. Mm. As soon as you change yourself out of necessity, things will align. Listen to better music. Eat healthier. Go out and get some sun. You know, get off the phone. Do things with your life. Contribute. Find purpose. Find worth. Even if it's through hobbies that don't pay. You know, if, if you find enjoyment, uh, we, we find enjoyment in playing D&D. So we surround ourselves in that culture. Mm. You know, we, we, there's probably memes on our Instagram that you know, we look at <laughs> and it's, it's D&D shit. So you surround yourself in that environment. So if you really want to, you know, find out, well, why isn't my life working? It's like, well, look at your bedroom. Can you fix anything in your bedroom? Can you put those clothes away? Can you, you know, 
fix your bed up? Could you paint maybe a wall? Give it some color? Could you open a window? Like, what can you do in the moment, just in your own bedroom, and then take a look at yourself in the mirror? You know, like, what can I do? Could I shave? Could I, you know, get a different hairstyle? Maybe change the way that my clothes look today. Like, what, what can you do to change yourself for the better? Never change yourself again out of desperation. Only for necessity mm. when it calls upon it. I feel like I can add on to this because I don't feel like I've got many good relationship kind of skills. However, yeah. one that I've always that has always worked for me and benefited me is if there is let's say something I like and I've done this with pretty much everyone I've ever had a crush on. <laughs> I look at whatever qualities that draw me to them, whether it's mm. because they're smart or they're extroverted and they're intelligent. And a lot of times I realise it's maybe something that I mean they have but not to that extent yeah and I will look at all the qualities I like in them and I will start being like okay you know that they're, they're smart so they're, yeah. they're studying a lot I really respect that so in my life I'll be like okay well I'll start studying you know and either it can work in the sense that it brings you two close together mm-hmm. because it's a shared interest it's that like you were saying like a kind of shared thing yep. or if that person doesn't like you oh well because by then you no longer look at that and be like oh I don't have that I want that because you've got that in yourself now and you've yeah. even if you didn't get that relationship you've walked away with a skill and like you said you've changed for the better you haven't changed for the worse you can yeah. be like I didn't get you but I did still get something from that and yeah. I think yeah. that is probably a good mindset to have a lot of relationships rather than like how can I fix myself from a place of insecurity of like can I look better yeah. can I do this again out of necessity yeah if you actually find positive things that you yeah. like in them and then change out for yourself. Yeah. It's both good for the relationship and for yep. yourself. Yeah. I think it's um I think it's really good to sort of have that ability to sort of talk to your partner that shows you what or shows them what purpose you want in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think admittedly we have just derailed not really derailed, but we've gone straight into relationships, which is what which is what today's about, but, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I think it's good to have the, you know what your purpose is, it's good to yeah. know your purpose rather than have a purpose but not know exactly what it is, yeah. I think if you seek out a purpose and then get that purpose, I think that's a lot better than if you're seeking out any purpose and it just comes to you. Yeah. I think seeking out a specific purpose or like a sort of an area of purpose is a lot better than just wanting a purpose and getting any purpose you want. Mm. Um, I think that can, if you just do it so that it's like any purpose, you're not actually seeking out any specific purpose, I think that can lead to desperation. Yeah. I think um, if you don't value purpose, then or don't value your own purpose in life then I think that's going to lead to a lot of desperation um, with like relationships and just wanting things like wanting a relationship that might not be good but just because you want the purpose of having someone in your life you want to care for them and stuff yes you might not pick you might not pick the right person yes because it's Desperation. desperation, yeah. To link what you said to what something you mentioned earlier, Ash. Yeah. I feel like coming off of that, two people that might not have a purpose, they, it's the whole thing of if there's no purpose and you get put into a role first. So let's say two people that have no purpose, 
they want that short-term distraction so they might get into a relationship or some sort of relationship and that creates a role of girlfriend boyfriend mm. and then all of a sudden you're just confined to that you can't really grow outside of that but you're two people that don't have purpose and you're kind of just desperately linked to the first person you can find that yep. also has no purpose you both don't really grow and it could be a dysfunctional relationship Absolutely. but because you haven't created a role outside of that you have no purpose driving you away from yes. that people get I feel like a lot of people can get stuck in that yes people especially when it comes to relationships both need purpose in a relationship mm. you need to both feel like you're contributing match, yes think. that's and a you, big thing I think I a lot think of reasons things fall apart is when people have two different purposes and they just yeah. I think morals are also lost if you don't have a purpose. If you don't have a purpose, oh, yeah. you lose morals. Yeah, which is why I think, you know, like, I, again, I'm not I'm not religious. I don't know how religious you guys are. Not at all. Um, but I think, in a way, like, having religion, having a having something to believe in, even if you call it a god or, you know, the morals of the Bible, you know, I think, I think it is good. It is a good thing. I'm so jealous of people that have religion. I wish I was religious because I... Obviously, there are negative aspects. Of course there's negative. There's negative aspects to everything. everything. Yeah, but I think the overall... I just see... I envy sometimes... They have that inherent purpose because yeah. of that. And at the same time, yeah. it, it really helps, I guess, push them up in times where yeah. other people might be able to get stuck down. They always have that thing driving yeah. them forward. Yeah, it, 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 it's so... My friend Lewis, Lewis Way, um, shout out to Lewis if he <laughs> listens to the podcast. He, um, he, he doesn't really care for religion at all. But he was, um, he went overseas somewhere in South Africa, um, and he taught there for a while. Um, and he would say that you know when he would go to the churches, they were so welcoming and they'd sing and they'd, they'd love and they'd laugh and it was such a good environment he, he, he said he would never really he'd never really go to a church but if he got invited to one of those ceremonies or one of those religious ceremonies he would absolutely go because of the environment that is created again surround yourself and if you want whatever you want to become surround yourself in that so and he was surrounded by this love and this warmth and it's so funny like it like you ever see those you know in any any culture that has a religion I don't think I've ever seen a really upset person that is religious of any kind really, really, like, ultimately just give up. Mm. They'll always say, you know, nope, God has a plan for me. God has his plan. And that right there is faith. That right there is hope. And yes, hope and faith, you know, they, 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 are, they are completely just invisible ideas. And it's just, it's just blind closing your eyes and walking and saying it's going to work it's going to work it's going to work but I would rather have that mindset of I, I, I'm going to pray it's going to work I'm going to try and make it work I'm going to just keep walking forward I'd rather that mindset than just fuck it alright that's it it's over see you guys okay. like you need you need faith and religion can give you faith with that so I think it's like sure, regardless if you believe in religion or not, regardless if you think you know it's a violent crime to have it in the first place, whatever your stance is on religion, I think it's it's you need to keep yourself open to the fact that you know there are people out there that are happier with religion in their life. Like people sometimes even go to prison after doing some sort of heinous crime, and you'll see them you know in prison, and they'll be like, "Man, I, I found Jesus, man, I found him." Like I, I, and and you see that, and you talk to them, and then they become lovely people. They become nicer people. I know that I've I've had family that have gone to jail, and have said, you know, like man, I have found Jesus. I have found him. Yeah, you know, I know friends who, like you know, 
who have had people go to jail. And again, they're like, dude, he found Jesus, he's so much happier, and he's such a nice and welcoming person. Like, again, yes, there is there is controversies with religion, absolutely. There's controversies with every single discussion to ever be made, to be honest. But it's just the fact that, you know, there's this blind faith of, you know, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Jesus or God or, you know, whatever religion you believe in has a plan for you. And it's going to be okay. And as long as you keep your faith, as long as you keep on going forward and just being nice, be kind to your neighbor, do do, uh, do to others as they would have them do to you. Like, as long as you hold these good, valued morals in your life, as long as you hold them dear and hold them close and you keep on going forward, you, bad things just can't happen to you in a way. Like, like, bad, bad things will still happen. But, like, at least when it does happen, you'll be like, you know what? Yeah, it's okay. Their effect on you isn't as severe. Exactly. And if you can remain positive in a negative situation, you've won. You've won. And that's what I always find is, you know, again, you, you'll see them at their absolute lowest and they'll go, it's okay, Jesus has a plan for me. It's like, dude, I wish I had that amount of yeah, faith. Oh. I wish I could just sit back and go, you know what? You're right. He does have a plan. I don't know who Jesus is. Sounds fucking cool. I like him. Like, but you can't because, again, you know, you, you just, you base yourself off your own morals and stuff like that. But I think, honestly, having a religion is not a negative thing. And if you believe, no. you know what? That is no. fucking awesome if you believe. And if you don't believe, that's awesome that you don't believe. The way I've kind of always, I guess, seen it, I love faith. I love the idea of faith. It's yep. the actual religion as more of a a construct, I suppose, and how that's been corrupted that I don't really like. Mm -hmm. But the actual act of faith act and of believing faith. of something and following these morals, I've yeah. always adored that. Yes. Yes. I think religions... I'm not religious, but I think religions really. Three cool. non-religious people speak on religion. Yeah, yeah, it's something. It's something hilarious. <laughs> um, I think religion's really good because it gives gives people like a desire to do something. Yes. I think it gives people gives you purpose, a purpose, a reason. Um, I think whether or not you believe in religion or not, I think everyone needs to have a desire for something or yes. a belief in something. Um, I I like to believe I'm not I wouldn't say I'm religious but I do like to believe that gods exist I just don't like the ideal of the one single being I think I like the more I think I like Norse mythology actually is really cool <laughs> um, that has like many gods for anyone that doesn't know um, but I think I like that because you can go to different ones depending on what you need what you're in need of um, but like, I think every religion is like it's different. All of it's yeah. different. Very, very different. Um, and I think we need to like we need to know that, and we, we people need to have a desire. I don't. I don't like people that dislike religion. Mm. Like I get some like sometimes it can get a little bit extreme. Yeah. Um, things can happen from yeah, that, absolutely. which is unfortunate. But I think religion in itself is um, is needed. People need to have that religion mm. because they need something to believe in. They need a belief. They need a reason to be in this world. Um, how they get that is entirely up to them. Um, whether it is through religions, yeah. through 
friends, stuff like that. I think having a purpose is needed for yeah. human life to continue. As like it's okay to keep linking back to purpose because I think we stray a little bit, me and Ash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah. I'm like, religion, how do I link this back into <laughs> purpose? Anyway, um, I think it's, I think we definitely, I think humans need religion or a belief or a purpose in life yeah. to actually like progress and better themselves yep. in this world. To really abruptly uproot this conversation, great conversation, mm-hmm. but James, what was it what you want to talk about today? Because I remember I found that interesting. It was uh, what drives attraction. Yes. yes. Can we start on that? Yeah. I feel like I've got some... Do you want to do a little, little one first? We have it's been no. about half hour into this one. Oh, fine. This little episode here. Oh, if we get time, we'll swing around to yours. Yeah, my mind won't Alright. Yeah, no. So what yeah. drives attraction? So, I, with this, I was more thinking. I know exactly what you're going to start talking about. <laughs> exactly what you're talking about. I don't about. even know what I'm going to talk no, about. No, I know exactly what you're going to talk about. No, what do you think? I'm going to remain about? silent. <laughs> I have no clue right. what I'm going to talk about. I haven't got thoughts on this one yet. I was going to be whatever you say. I'm that influenced. Alright, so. Attraction. I want to know, know what you guys think attraction is whether that's attraction to like in a relationship attraction to friends not like obviously romance attraction but attraction in friendship in um even like relationships with parents and stuff yeah what drives you to want to be with them um whether or not like you necessarily want to be there what makes you feel like you need to be there like whether it's need to be there for them or yeah, just want to be there with them. Yeah. Um, what drives that? What do you guys? See, I like this question because I actually there's definitely not one answer. I think no, no. This is what drives attraction is different for every individual. Absolutely. There might be some common characteristics that influence it, mm. but overall. And there's so many different rabbit holes because there's like relationships with like significant other, significant others. There's friendship, relationships. I think that's a juicy one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the topic for today. Yeah. I think. I think, as I was saying before, um, when we're getting food, is I when I when I meet someone, I like to think about. Again, I'm I'm a long-term thinker. I don't always live in the future because then you get anxiety from that. But I like to try and look at someone and be like, oh, well, who are you going to be in the next few months, next few years, next few how long? I think interesting. We're different on this. So, yeah, keep going. Yeah. And then I'll we're, we're definitely all different. We're all different. So, like, well, I, well, again, when I met my friend Oscar, he despised me. He, he was like, oh, you are so annoying. We, we've talked about it now since. And you know, Oscar and I are good friends. But he was like, you know, you were annoying. You were a prick. You were just a dick. Like, it's like... And, and I used to think the same on many things. I used to think, you know, you were you know, a bit of a dick. You're a, and he can acknowledge it. I can acknowledge it. Yes, I was a dick. And yes, he was a dick. We can both acknowledge it. But I think the reason why we still were somewhat friends, he might not agree with this, but the reason why I was friends with him is because I could see just how much potential he had. He was so smart. He was funny. Like, he was clever. Like, he was witty. It was intelligent. Like he was just, he was so focused and forward thinking. Like yeah, and, uh, I was just thinking to myself, like man, I want to be friends with this guy. Like I know who he can become. Same with even you. I knew the potential that you had, even with acting. Like I know that you're not really going straight with that anymore in your mm. career. But at the time that I met you, I was like, you know, you've actually got some fucking potential with your acting. It's actually, yeah, but yeah, at that it. point, you sucked. I hated you. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, 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 yeah. You both <laughs> sucked. Nah, you were. I mean. 
uh, it was it was just I can see potential. Mm. Like when we first had that maintenance shift, oh, best shift we did a really best fucking job. I, th- I still think we I think we've managed to convince Michelle to give us. Oh, I hope we have. I hope we have with Aaron. Um, but like when I first met you, that was really that maintenance shift. Didn't really know who you were. Oh no, we'd never. Uh, we'd, I'd seen you at the Christmas party. Yep. Where and you did like the worm. Yeah. You did all your crazy freaking dance moves. That's about it. That's and how, then that's most people. And then I had never seen you. I didn't see you before. I didn't. You worked with me, and the next few weeks after that, until that shift, I hadn't seen you. Yeah. And then that one fateful day. That <laughs> fateful day. Fateful day where me and Ash became. Best friends. It was how it happened. It just was. It would we'll, be, we'll have that story in a different <laughs> podcast. It's a, it's a maintenance story. <laughs> the maintenance story. But, but like, again, like, when I first met you and I was talking to you, I kind of could see who you were in potential. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're actually a good guy. Like, you have potential. Like, I don't know what you think about me, but like, <laughs> I like <laughs> it. I think, yeah, exactly. Everyone else when they first met me. But I'm like, oh, you actually have potential. You seem to have goals. You seem to have understanding. Like, yes, you at that time, probably didn't have many goals or understanding, but I could see that what you were eventually going to have in your life. I could see how you were going to slowly change. And I want to say, you have somewhat changed since I then met you there. Cause I would say you've taken on more responsibility. You've become much more mature. I would think that even though that maintenance shift was definitely not mature <laughs> whatsoever, and every shift is never really mature, but like, I could see what was going to become of you. And I think that's the same. Like, that's why... Do you remember Curtis Paul? I remember the name. So, like, again, he was... He's an Eshe. He was an Eshe. I could see the life that he was, you know... The, the, the life that he chose was a life different that I guessed he would lead. Mm. Because, again, he was so talented. Mm. He was so funny. He was rich with energy. Like, he was just a good person. Now, unfortunately, he took more of a different path with his life. And, you know, since then, have we really been talking? Not so much. But I could see the potential he was going to come. Mm. And every single time I ever, talk, ever reminisce about him with anyone that knows him, every single person goes... Such wasted potential. Mm. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Of course, is listening. I love you, buddy. I think honestly, you still have that potential. But like, I think everyone, everyone really thought highly of him, and everyone could see what he was going to become. Same with Duffy. Duffy was an Eshe, but I could see what he was, he was going to become, and I actually was correct on what he was going to become. And now he's like one of my best friends. So, in terms of what attracts me to people, it's like, what's your potential? And I'll usually find out these things after a bit of psychoanalyzing people. But I'll usually talk to them and I'll find out, you know, in terms of like their love life, their morals, their fears, their, you know, their likes, their dislikes. From, from that, I can usually determine, oh, you're pretty ambitious, you're pretty focused, you've got passion, you've got understanding, you've got good morals, and you're quite mature. That's what attracts me, usually. Mm. Also, and talent. You've got talent. Regardless if that's you can sing, or you can act, or you can paint, or you're just really good, you're, you're good at your job, but you've got talent in like, you know, organization skills and vocal communication, or, you know, maybe you've got talent in sport and physical exercise. Whatever your talent lies in, I can always recognize that in people. Mm. I love to recognize that in people, and again, that's what I think I see in people. I go, you have so much talent and potential, I want to be friends with you. Because I know in five years, you're going to be someone who is still focused, is still on the grind, is still doing something. And that, to me, is so inspirational. And I want, and again, surround yourself with things that you love. So I surround myself with those people, and it makes me a better person myself. Mm. Yeah. I'm not perfect. 
but I will get better if I keep on surrounding myself with people who have potential. You really found a cheat code to life. <laughs> yeah, cheat code to life. This episode has become like a um, motivational story. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was absolutely no idea attraction. I don't know. Well, no, it was, but it wasn't. It's what, what my attraction is. That's yeah, and that's the thing. I think it's. That's why I'm saying it's very. It's, yeah, it's because, very, very. Because different. how you're saying you think long term. I am the complete. Oh, hello. <laughs> I am the complete opposite. Where I am very short term person, because as much as I get out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I, I like the idea of potential. I'm very much. I kind of a present person. I, mm. I have a very clear vision of where I want to go in the future, and you know. I'll deal with that when it gets there and everything I do in the present moment will hopefully get me to get there but overall I'm very much in the present so when it comes to relationships and attraction if you uh, make me laugh if you better me right now and I enjoy being with you as a person you are now that's enough for me that's enough to attract mm. me it doesn't matter if in three months we grow apart and when that does happen oh well you yeah. know hopefully we can end on good terms knowing that the time that we did share together was good but in this moment right now you're good for me and I'm good for you and if we change we change if we don't cool I guess it is a long-term thing but that was always my thing with attraction very opposite to yours which is why I find attraction so unique because yeah how different are our two outlooks and yet it's it's the same thing kind of where Mm. we, we look at people and we're drawn to something it's just in very different ways yeah yeah, I'm drawn. I'm drawn to potential. Mm. That's what I say I am. That's my main attraction. I think. I think I'm weirdly enough a mix of both. I think I like to see someone that, whether or not they know what they want to do with their life, I want to see that they're at least trying to do something. Mm. I want to see that they have the like have the goals. Yes. Um, Back to not, purpose. Woo. <laughs> back to purpose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, not so much. Honestly, not, everything is surrounded by purpose. Not gonna lie. <laughs> it's um, not like as in-depth as you said, Ash, but I think my I sort of go look for people that want to do something with their life, whether they, obviously, whether they know what they want to do or not. Um, they have like a desire to do something they want to do something rather than just sitting at home all day they want to mm, yes. like get a job or something like that I don't think I don't like people there's I've there's been a few people in my life that have put off getting a job because it was I don't know like too nerve wracking yeah. something like that if I don't like the mindset of oh no this is too scary I don't want to do this yeah I I I can get myself into that mindset. I do. I have anxiety. I have like diagnosed anxiety, but I try my best to push through that. Yeah. I don't want to sit there and be like, "This is too scary. I don't want to do that." Mm. Um, I lodged my tax return the other day. I did that solo. That was terrifying to me. That was the I'm, first I'm one I've ever mine. done. <laughs> that was the first one I've ever done, and that was like that was scary. How much did you get back? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, but that was scary because I didn't know what I did. Thankfully, my dad um, is quite good with that stuff, so he helped me a lot. But I went in there blind. I wanted to do it on my own to overcome the fear of mm. doing my taxes. So it's not a thing. Not a thing you learn in school. So it's not something that's super obvious. Not something that's like. So 
just something we do mm. and know exactly how to do it instantly. Um, but it is more something that is you obviously obviously have to do it. Yeah. Um, but it's not really something that we know how to do. Thankfully, the ATO makes it so much easier to do because it's actually not that hard. Not that hard. <laughs> um, thankfully, thank God. Um, <laughs> but it was still terrifying. Same, same with like getting into a relationship. I'm always scared getting into a relationship because I don't know how mm. it's going to turn out. Like, I think. So just stay away from them. Don't do that. Listening, don't do that. <laughs> um, I think I've been in. I've been in a few relationships. There's only been one that's turned out well. Um, unfortunately, the other ones are mm, very interesting. We will get to them in this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there is, like, there's definitely a reason you should get into a relationship. Yes. But I think what I look for back to attraction. I realized I was deviating. Um, <laughs> um, is definitely like yeah, purpose, but also. Um, like friendliness, niceness, respect. Yes. Um, looks, not so much. I don't overly mind. Really? Um, looks are still a thing. I don't. Okay, let's say. I feel it's like not like it's not a factor. I but think, as long I as think as looks are a factor in everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the thing with looks, it might not. It, it's a factor in everything because if you do like a person up on their personality, they become better looking by default. Oh yes. You just start like, oh, well, the way that I sparkle when they yeah. about that is just so attractive. Yeah. Like, yeah. It doesn't necessarily be like they need to be a 10 out of 10 top model. Yeah. But oh, yeah. But yeah. then again, like a 10 out of 10 top model might have a terrible personality. And then to you, they look like a 4. Yeah. Like, when they don't have that personality, their looks to you drop down. Yes. Um, I don't know if that's how you find it at all, but... No, if it's, if it's <laughs> a 10 out of 10, I just don't respect them. Yeah, I, I, I'd rather find someone with more personality than looks. But again, I still do believe looks do matter. Look, looks definitely matter. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with anyone that says looks don't matter, because mm. um, it always, it will more than likely always matter in anything. Like looks, very important, but as well as like um, respect for obviously respect for yourselves, as respect for others. Um, yep. Respect for their parents is a big thing. If you disrespect your parents, for me, oh, that is a yes, really big thing. That's something that I've learned in this relationship. Not a, f- <laughs> not a fan of that. Um, because your parents literally are responsible for your whole yes. upbringing. They're, they did everything for you, no questions asked. I feel like the respect needs to be there. But obviously, in different situations, different things can arise. Different... Um, different problems reasons why you don't respect them I understand that but I think all in all they deserve respect mm-hmm. but that that's me um, and then also yeah being nice to people I don't I think I'm I'm definitely a more introverted person so I don't like I don't mind meeting people but I don't actively go meet people I guess um, I think that's why joining Hoyt, uh, joining work Hoyts was such a big step because I didn't didn't really want to meet anyone um and then you met me <laughs> <laughs> and then I met Ash <laughs> no but I don't think I talked to anyone on the first few shifts I think I was very quiet 
Um, but I think once you sort of start talking to people, I think lifelong friendships can be made through, like, if you're stuck with people, I think that's where you get the lifelong friends with, because especially for, like, introverts, I think putting yourself into a place where you can make friends will get you lifelong friends. I think while you don't want to go out and be friends or get in relationships or anything, putting yourself into a spot where there will be people around you Mm. that you don't know already, I think that's where you get, that's where you can sort of build on what your life's at the moment. Um, I still think attraction, you need to sort of understand that you can have um, you can be nice to people. Yeah. You have to be nice to people. It's founding thing of respect. Genuine respect. Yeah. I mean, right. yeah, yeah, that's attraction. I think. I think it's quite. Well, I think it's common sense, but it might not be that your parents' relationship obviously impacts you a lot. Not only their relationship mm-hmm. with each other, but with you as well. Oh yeah. So that is what I think makes attraction so individual. Is so it might be. A common factor that your parents relationship influence you between everyone oh, yeah. everyone's parents relationship is different yep. so that's why it's always different but at the same time there's the traits of you know kindness respect pretty much just the common traits of they're going to be somewhat funny they're going to be somewhat interesting those are just yeah. basic things all around yeah. again but what you value most what people some people might value someone that is really super sweet while other people they they can be obviously still friendly yeah but maybe there's something else maybe they're a bit more driven maybe they're a bit more that and that again is probably influenced from their parents relationship or their relationship with their parents yeah again what you surround yourself with is what you are mm. like. so i think definitely comes a lot from parents yep. i think surrounding yourself with what you want and what you are is good but i think what you are and what you want is built by your parent your relationship with your parents and then and then your own experiences yeah your experiences with your parents and then i think i think as a young like a young kid i think your main um reasons to attract to someone or attract someone um is derived directly from your parents your yeah like your interactions with older people in your age group yeah um or not older people in your age group sorry i think like older people are adults i think any interaction you have with them i think is what you're going to end up growing up yeah i think i think i know you can can deviate from that i know yeah because the thing is some people eventually just like not like you know Split or separate from their parents, but they they reject. Yeah, but even their parents—that's the thing. You your parents, even if you're not like them, yeah. it's you've seen something in them, and you don't want to be like that. So it's still that relationship of they've yeah. influenced you because maybe you haven't become them, but you rather you've become something different. I know my dad; mm. he's got a terrible relationship with my grandfather, mm. his dad, and that has shaped him a lot. And even though he doesn't have a good, he doesn't have a relationship with his dad. It's always influenced him because it's made him turn to someone yeah. that's completely opposite. Yeah. Whereas me, I'm very close to my dad. 
so it's positively I think I've turned out quite similar I do have quite similar characteristics mm. so regardless people be like oh well I have a bad relationship with my dad like that shouldn't influence me it, it does and it doesn't it always does. have to be negative yeah no. you know, I know there's a lot of like the daddy issues like they and that is another true thing but it's not always negative it can be positive you saw this in your father or mother mm. and you didn't like that therefore you became something better mm-hmm. I think any yeah any interaction good or bad will influence what you become in in your future yeah. when you're like older your teenagers and absolutely yeah I think anything that happens within those adolescent and then like child years I think that is what shapes you whether it's parents it doesn't even have to be parents it can be parents like older brothers older sisters it can be random people you see on the street yeah. yeah it can be like everyone everyone in friends that's you yeah I think the best thing that a parent can do is not keep the kid on a leash because mm. that's just overprotection yeah but you have to raise them with good household morals you can't just let them go off on their own and do their own thing like it's good for a kid to go out and have their own experiences absolutely but they have a good foundation to do that with. but they need to have a good foundation to do that with and if that and that's through morals like i know i know a certain particular person that i'm thinking of right now where they've got lovely parents amazing people amazing people but then them themselves go out and do pretty questionable things it's like well, what, what, what went wrong your parents are great so why did you do that and I, I don't blame the parents at all like I do believe that these parents did raise um, them you know quite efficiently but I think there is you know ki- children do revolt mm. children do oh, yeah. revolt and it's a rebellious nature it's a rebellious nature a and that's it's okay to have a rebellious nature I think in having that in hints is good but also I think the reason why they would be so rebellious is because of their own experiences in their own life oh yeah and because of that as a parent you need to be aware of what your child is going through and you need to make sure that your relationship with your child is open Mm. because as soon as it gets closed off they can't trust you to tell you the things that they've done or the things that they've said Mm -hmm. and because of that they try to figure it out themselves and here's the thing a 16 year old is going to fuck up and not know actually how to fix a problem because <laughs> they're 16 years old yeah. they don't have the experience they don't have the maturity they don't have the knowledge and guess what most most kids these days that are 16 years old are, you know already like having alcohol you know like it's they're, they're affecting their own minds already at such a young age and they're not making it easier for themselves and so when they get into a shit situation they don't know what to do and then you as a parent you know you feel like a disconnect oh why don't my kids you know, why, why are they so disconnected it's like well because i don't you i know one you didn't raise them on good morals or you might have raised them on good morals but you never made yourself available as a parent you never talked to your yeah. child you never had fun in a way and i, I know that that's a hard reality and truth because parenting is so daunting like, like you didn't even want kids it's, it's it's so daunting i want kids you know i can't wait to be a father myself not that it's so gonna happen for another 10 years to be honest yeah but it's just like it's I, I want that because i want that challenge and i want to be able to raise a child that has good morals and that can trust me and if a child can trust the parent you 
we'll be fine. Like, you, you ever see those, like, you know, mums and daughters that are so fucking close with each other? Oh, yeah. That's my worst nightmare. It's worst nightmare. It's, it's like, it's like, it's so close. Like, I know that, like, my dad and I are pretty close with things. Mm. Him and I are pretty close. My mum, since this last relationship, her and I have become quite, her and I have become closer. Mm. You know, because again, I, I opened up and I trusted them and I let them into my life. So I think it goes both ways. An adult, as a parent, should open up to their child and let them into their life as much as a child, the, you know, the daughter, the son, should open up their life and let their parent into their lives. Because again, the same with a friend. We're sitting in a car able to talk freely about these things without any sort of judgment because we know that we can open up and confide in each other. Yeah. And it's like, we, we could probably never do these types of conversations with their parents, maybe not to the extent of this. Oh, no. And, that, and that's where it's like, well, why, that, 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 why isn't that possible? It's because we don't open ourselves up to parents and they don't open themselves up to them. Whether that's through embarrassment because you've made these mistakes, so you're like, oh, I don't want to let my parents know that I'm fucked up here, I don't want them to know that this has happened, and like, so it's like, I think you need to toss embarrassment out the window for one second and trust that they're your parents, they're going to love you. Of course, not everyone has this relationship and that is sad to have. But for yeah. those that do have the potential to have this relationship, don't let it slip away because there is definitely someone out there who wants this type of relationship with their parents and it actually has no potential to have it. Mm. Yeah. See, um, personally for me, I... Mm, bit controversial. But like, <laughs> I don't really agree with being completely open with parents. Like, I, for me... I think, I think there's a degree. I mean, like, you know, tell them everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, like, yeah. Th there's a degree of certain... There's, the, there's a degree yeah. of things. I think it should have the trust of if something were to happen, like you were saying, that I can come to you and confide in you and you give me that. But, yeah. like, when you just mentioned then, like, um, mothers and daughters that are very close, mm. I think it, maybe it's different between... So I do think it's actually different between sons and fathers when I talk oh, yeah. to some of my friends. Oh, definitely, but definitely. when I... Like, I know one of my friends, she's very close with her mother. Tells her everything. Yeah. Tells her about my love life. To a point where I'm like, I don't want that being known by your mother. I don't want... Because where I get sometimes with a close relation between parents, it almost feels like your parents are always going to want you to be safe and do right by you. Yes. And even if they try not to, like... When I first got my peers and I made some questionable road choices, <laughs> I did not tell my parents because I know yeah. that would, every time we go on road, they'd be concerned. Yeah, That's yeah. the same with sometimes I might, even though I know I can trust them and they won't do anything about that, I might not tell them certain things going on in my life yeah. just to save them the stress or the pain of having to deal with it. And I think that's kind of the same for, I think parents probably make a lot of sacrifices where they might not tell you something, mm. at least in that moment or of that age, because oh, you yeah. might not be ready to deal with that. I think, I think white lies are such a good thing because they don't, it's not like they charm someone, <laughs> but yeah. it's like you're keeping them from the truth, but the truth might be something that absolutely derails them and sends them like too far gone um, and ruins a relationship with them. Which I think some things you definitely do need to tell your kids, but I think there's a few things that can, it doesn't have to. Um, same with kids to parents. I, I know with my dad, um, like my dad and I are pretty close, but there's a lot of things neither, like we don't tell each oh, other. Yeah. Um, I think that's just how our 
relationship is, which is, I'm fine with that, I'm happy with that. Um, and I think there's definitely been things to sort of make it so that's how our relationship is. Um, whether or not those have been controllable events or just things that have happened. Um, <laughs> realistically, everything happens, it happens for a reason. Um, I don't want to say it's a canon event like Spider-Man, but a lot of things are canon events. Yes. Um, they need I to happen in your things life. Things do need to happen. There's experiences that you need to go through. Yeah. The only thing is, and this is a little, little, little bit of a side tangent, so sorry. Did you, do you want to finish your thing? Ah, yeah, I'm pretty much finished. Um, and that is regrets. So, like, I think it's okay. Like, I, I know people who are like, oh, I don't, I don't have any regrets. I have so many. I'm like 17. <laughs> oh, so many regrets. I think regrets are fine. I think regrets are fine. People, are regret people who say, I don't have any regrets, I think are actually, they're arrogant. Oh, yeah. They're arrogant to say, that because that means that they've done nothing wrong. There's yes. things in their past they do not regret. There's things that they've, like, everything they've done is correct. Everything they've done is right. And everything they've done is, yeah. is, is perfect. It's like, no, no, that is impossible. You said something that you regret. You've done something you regret. I know that I have thousands of regrets. But here's the difference. This is the difference, all right? When you're on your deathbed, this is where people talk about regrets the most. It's mm -hmm. like, well, well you, when you're on your deathbed, are you going to have regrets? It's like, of course I'm going to have fucking regrets. But here's the thing, is that there's two people on their deathbed. One person says, I have regrets, and guess what? I'm upset about that. I'm depressed that I never asked her out. I'm depressed that I never said I love you one more time. I'm depressed that I never did this one little thing. Those people who have regrets, the reason why it comes back and haunts them is because they lived in denial their entire lives. They sat back the entire time going, nope, don't have regrets, don't give a damn, keep moving forward, blah, 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 blah. it's all white noise, get out of my head, it's on fire, keep going forward. And you regret that eventually, later on in life, because it hits you, because you're like, oh shit, no, my life is over, I didn't, do that one thing I really wanted to do and I just was like no nah, it's fine get rid of it it's it's fine in denial whatever I don't give a damn it's like no people who have regrets on the deathbed it's because they lived in denial but there are people who are going to have regrets on the deathbed but it's like no I don't have any regrets it's like well I thought you wish you did this and you wish you did that well, that isn't that a regret it's like well no because in my life, yeah. I acknowledged it. Mm. I said to myself, you, you know what? I missed that opportunity. I'm saddened that I missed that opportunity. Yeah. But I've now learned a valuable lesson. Yeah, exactly. I'm now going to go forth with this lesson. And next time the opportunity presents itself, I now know what to do. Mm. If you keep living in denial over and over and over again, no matter what happens in your life, and you distract yourself, instead of, instead of focusing on the problem for five minutes, you just distract yourself, move on to the next thing. And then this thing yeah. that comes into your head, you go, no, 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 shut up. And then you go on to the next thing, no, no, no shut up, on to the next thing. You will eventually come to your deathbed where eventually you can't distract yourself anymore and all you're thinking about is that. And that's where a potent regret happens. You want to avoid those potent regrets. How? By falling into a problem and acknowledging it. Stopping what you're doing for one minute, sitting down, looking in the mirror and go, okay, I fucked up. I fucked up. But how can I avoid not fucking this up again? How can I go forward and not, you know, have a regret? Use it as a lesson. Regrets are going to happen no matter what. Yeah. It's like trying to go your entire life without a sin. In fucking possible. Eventually you're going to stub your toe and swear. There you go. You've sinned. 
it just it's going to happen. Yeah. But how can we go about trying to avoid this problem happening again? Or if it is never going to happen again, this was the one opportunity. How can you, as a person, live through it, cope with it, and move on in such a way that you become you come to terms with it mm. instead of just going no. Nah, that was my one opportunity. I fucked it up. Cool. You know what I'm going to do? Distract myself. So let's go seek all these temporary pleasures for a while. Just keep distracting, keep distracting, keep distracting. And then all of a sudden, deathbed or 30 years later, and you're like, fuck! I messed it up, man. And yeah. then all of a sudden, you're calling that person back going, dude, I'm so sorry. And they're, and they're like, dude. That's good. Sorry, man. But it's over, man. Like, yeah. it's gone. It's like, oh, damn it. Yeah. Damn it. It's like, no, no, no. Not damn it. You had the chance 30 odd years ago to fix it or at least acknowledge it and you didn't. And that's where the problem with pride and arrogance comes in. It's okay to have pride. It's okay to have arrogance. It's okay to have everything in small doses. But if you're going to have a regret, it's like, <sighs> regrets are okay. But don't deny them. Mm. Acknowledge them. Yes. I think... Regrets. That's my little tangent. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, we quiet for like five minutes until he thinks of another little. Yeah. <laughs> I think regrets definitely are something we need to acknowledge and have. Yes. I think if you don't regret anything while you're alive, like if you do something that normal person would regret, and you just decide you don't want to regret that, I think that is definitely signs of something with like a huge ego. Yes, absolutely. Um, which is not good. Um. Nope. A huge ego can definitely damage your relationship with a lot of Yes, people. it can. <laughs> Speaking from experience. Not even my own. The other people. Anyways, you go. Um, yeah, they can definitely damage relationships with people. But I think acknowledging your regrets and either trying to fix them or just acknowledging them that they're there, yeah. I think that is definitely needed to progress yes absolutely to I guess the next stage of this is why people say you know like you, ha you have a problem talk about it yeah, exactly. find someone you trust and talk about it even if it's with yourself even if you're talking to you about yourself and sit with yourself for five minutes just to talk about it with yourself that's yeah. better than just going no no that's fine it's fine it's yeah. fine and then just go on to the next pointless activity or even if the activity is good like working out that's fine. If you need to distract yourself and go work out to forget about it, that's fine. But you need to come back to it eventually. It's okay to distract yourself for a little bit oh, yeah. just as a coping mechanism to get over it. But then as soon as you're ready to face the realization and face the monster of regret, you need to do it. You need yeah, to do it. Definitely. You cannot hide from it. It will always come back. And you think, no, 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 I'll just keep going. No regrets, no regrets. I'm telling you, man, it's going to come 30 years from now or your deathbed. And it's going to be so fucking painful. Yep. So painful. All right, Ellie, anything you want to add to that one? Regrets? No. Relationships? Yes. Forgot them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. However, there was another... I think it was you, Ash, that was saying you wanted to talk about how, like, men... We don't really... I feel like women, how you treat women in a relationship is very talked about. Princess mm. treatment, treat them well, stuff like that. That's an hour. Oh, it's an hour. Okay. We've hit an hour. Cool. Yeah. First hour. <laughs> um, I, I don't think many people, many girls at least, are taught how to treat a guy in a relationship. What the fuck is that? <laughs> By the way, we're recording this in a car, like in my car, just in the um, the library parking lot of like near like the Jones Sutherland Center. And there was just a car that pulled past. One had like a 
like a bloody gun on the back of it. Oh my god! That's yeah, a it's a it's a cannon. That is a full cannon. And the other one looked like the the, the Ghostbusters <laughs> vehicle, but it had like R and Elsa or decorated over the sides. And then it's got two tires on the top, and then two like R and Elsa figurines on top. I don't know what that's for. What the hell is that? That is that's so interesting. Weird. That's what drives attraction because I'm attracted what? to that. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I'm just curious. Anyway, um. <laughs> Yes. What we're we talking about? Men, <laughs> men, men, men being treated in relationships. Because you talk about with women, but what about men? Look, all I can say is, from me, from men talking to a woman, when you find your man, support him mm. in everything he does. Give him purpose. Oh give my god! Back purpose. to the back to literally, the start. Literally, give him purpose. I I cannot say how like the last thing anyone wants to feel in any relationship man woman whatever is to feel worthless Mm. to feel like you're not contributing to feel like everything you do is going unnoticed and to feel like what you you, to feel worthless Mm. so you know I think I think it's very important to find each other's love language and then even if it grosses you out Oh, let's say you and I were dating for a second. Mm. What's your love language? I actually don't know. Don't know? <laughs> quality time? What's that? I think it's quality time. Quality time? That's See, mine's physical touch. I'm not saying that I'm going to be all over you. Yeah. No, I'm not, because I, I know boundaries, <laughs> and I also just don't want to just be all over you. But you know what I like? Mm. I like just holding my hand. Mm. Or if I'm just standing, thinking about something, just lean on my shoulder mm. or just give me a hug mm. I like that <laughs> right like I think you need yeah. so I think like even if that grosses you out romantically kind of that's what I picked on you because I knew that you would not like my physical touch but like if we were dating for example like I think I'd kind of want from you just those little things mm. because even if it is just holding my hand and just like you know, holding and just like just while I'm thinking or while we're waiting for something, if we're if we're in line at you know like a, a Macca's or something like that, if you just held my hand while we just talk about what we're going to order, that would go miles. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that would be so warming because I would remember again like with like yeah. you you think about quality time. So after quality time, you I guarantee you, you would go away after that quality time and think about that. How nice that was, yeah. how warm you felt, how you felt appreciated and embraced. For me, if someone gives me a hug, I think about that hug for so fucking long. I think about like, man, she hugged me. Mm-hmm. That felt good. Mm-hmm. There was nothing else. It was literally just a hug. Mm-hmm. And it was only three seconds long. Yeah. But that felt so fucking good. Mm-hmm. It felt yeah. so well. I felt worth it yeah i felt like she wanted me yeah that's what i felt i think so once you once you find out each other's love language you need to both make an effort um to cater for their love language mm-hmm. and i know for a man for at least me i don't know about you but for at least me it's like you want to feel warm and i feel like we men kind of get boxed in this thing of like you know well, we're the provider we're the stoic men we have to go out there and work and you know be this strong person i think absolutely you do you do don't don't just start to sit back and go oh whatever no you still need to be strong you still need to go out there be stoic you need to, you need to be somewhat you need to be, you need to be a gentleman yeah don't be a man be a gentleman yeah. yes and i think as much as you still need to do that it's so good when a woman can stand beside you 
or any partner, no matter what you know what you're attracted to, if they can stand beside you and just say to you, "I am so proud of you for what you're doing," mm. and then give you affection in your love language, mm. whether that's yeah. a gift giving, quality time, physical touch, whatever it is. I don't know all of them. Those are the three that I know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but like, I think because. Is the thing I think who, who said it? I think it was honestly wasn't it was Chris Rock who said only women and dogs are loved like unconditionally. Mm. They just get love from people. It's a man who has to go out and prove his worth to get love. Yes. Yeah. And the last thing a man wants to do is fucking work his ass off meet his partner whether they're coming home to them or going out for a date and then just get nothing in return mm. because I can tell you what it, it hurt me when I was dating my recent partner where I would try so hard to be invested in what they love to put in time to put in effort to give gifts because that's, that's what you know her um, uh, love language was I put in all this effort. I would always talk about how, you know, my scripts are going well and how I've got this idea to make a film. You know, so I'm trying to prove to her that I'm on a track, that I'm going somewhere. It's not happening right now, but I've finished the script. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to film it. I know my actors. Like, like, things are happening. Things are rolling. And get nothing in return. Yeah. And it fucking hurt. Now, again, I didn't realize this, because this is why hindsight is so fun. It's because I didn't real I didn't realize until I realized and look back now it's like she never actually really cared about me because mm. otherwise she would have put in the effort yeah. to actually talk about it and do something with it mm. but she never did and that's fine that's okay because now it's made me realize that if I'm ever gonna find someone ever in life in terms of relationship I want someone who can just be there for me and just you know hug me and say you're doing good mm. yeah honestly I think that's what every man wants I think it's definitely it's someone that cares for them I cares for them cares for them and gives them a purpose whether yes. it's like gives them a purpose as like caring for the significant other yeah. or it's like just being there for them whether yes. even, whether the significant other's like independent yeah. or not I think there's got to be a level of dependence so that a man yeah. can sort of have a reason to be there. I think yeah. if you're not giving a man a reason to be in a relationship, he's not going to want to be in yes. a relationship. I tell you right now, if as soon as you start to like really give affection to a man in his love language and just you know give him the purpose that he feels and feel like make him feel like he's worth it, even if it's just you know you go to him and say, "Can you open this pickle jar?" God, even if that, even if that's what you know, because he just wants to help you. Because I tell you what, again, a man wants to help a woman. A good, genuine man, not a fuck boy. A good, genuine man will want to help his woman. Absolutely, I know for a yeah. fact that I would rather stand and defend my woman to the very fucking bitter end than just go, yeah, not worth it because you don't give me appreciation. It's like, no, I'm going to defend you. So in a way, I expect you to also defend and respect and love and trust and make me feel worth it in the relationship. Yeah. Now, however you do that, again, look back into the love language and then follow it up through there. But however you do it, 
please do it. Because the more you do it, the more I'm going to want to help you. And it's funny, at, at the start of the relationship, you know, you're, you're kind of on this base level of, you know, kind of like, you know, doing things for them and they do things for you. And then eventually, things build and eventually they'll do something for you. And because you're so in love, you can't help but do something for them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But you, and, and I think everyone, in a way, wants to get to that stage in a relationship where they can just do something for a partner and they know that not only is the partner going to appreciate and you know, give them affection but they're going to do something for them mm. they're going to give them time they're going to give them a hug they're going to give them a kiss they're going to give them affection in some way even if it's mm. just your verbal affection of your I'm proud of you to hear those words for a man is so warm oh, yes. it's so warm to hear those words, you're good enough, I'm proud of you, I love you, you know, you are worth it, you know, I would stick right with you to the very end, is so worth it. I think for a lot of guys, not obviously not everyone, but I think for a lot of guys, physical touch and then words of, aff oh, words of affirmation are too decently big. Decently. Um, <laughs> like love languages yes. are probably more common obviously it's not going to be in every guy but I think yeah so having someone by your side to sort of help you just yeah. or want help from you I think that's what will drive a man Absolutely. in a relationship I think having again that purpose that yes. need to be there is something that is very important um for a man to receive yeah um I'm not sure how what it's like for uh like ladies and others and um the other genders but I know speaking as a man myself I know that my, my love language would probably be physical touch or words of, of affirmation yeah um quality time's a good one I think I can agree with that but like I love to spend quality time with people but I'd also like that like the hand holding anything small like just as long as you acknowledge that I'm there and that you want me there um I think that's what is needed for a lot of men just the fact that someone wants you to be there with them whether it's even like not like you're needed to be there for like a, an emotional standpoint but they just want to spend time with you like quality time something something that just you want you want to you want the man there yeah just to be with them um just to be in like the same room as them whether you're doing anything like not talking if you're just sitting in a room mm. together um i think that can mean a lot to a man yeah this is a bit of a tangent, but something what you said earlier kind of brought me to it. Kind of, you targeted me and like the whole like <laughs> uh, quality time versus physical touch with my little recent whatever. Yeah. I've kind of realised relationships or whatever it is, romance is very much a skill. Oh yes. It's very much a skill. You and have to be good at it. That's why you have to do it. You, yes. I don't think a lot of people realise that. I think because we see so many movies. <laughs> <laughs> you see so many moves and you just see like the good bit the good you um, see it happen it just they see each other and then poof yeah love plus sight yeah I you don't really see the skill because like as you were saying then how like matching the love language I 
Oh. The whole like matching physical touch, I did not realize how hard that is <laughs> not knowing what to do until you're thrown into it because like trying to match it, obviously I want to be there and give that, yeah. but I actually just don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh. I'll tell you what, when you head against your shoulder. Which I found that works. I'm glad you really found struggle to get there. Tenfold. <laughs> Hold his hand. Like, yeah, see, I know now. But man, it's, it's done. Getting there, such a struggle. Yeah. Like I have to say. Oh yeah. That's why. That's why we said you need experience. Because mm-hmm. I think, I think, throwing yourselves into relationships when you get a bit older, if it's your first one, I think that's what sort of makes the first one harder because you don't know what you're mm-hmm. doing. Um, and again, it's so easy just to throw yourself into a hookup culture and just think that that's what love is. Yes. It's just to throw your body around to the next person who says yes to you. When in reality, it like it's it's built. Mm. You, I, like love at first sight. Do I believe in that? <sighs> I mean, uh, kind of, kind of. Yes, I think some people can get lucky with it. I think soulmates definitely probably exist, but I think it's relationships are built. They don't just happen. Oh, yeah. You need to build them. And I tell you what, the first the first month is going to be amazing. Because the first month, everything's great. And then you get into the nitty-gritty shit. Where all of a sudden you realise who you, you both really are. Yeah. And this, is where, and, and this is where I then say, look at potential. Mm-hmm. Don't look at the now. Because that's what gets you through those, few, those next few months. And you're going to go through a lot of arguments. You're going to go through a lot of problems. But again, if you just keep working at it, it's a skill. You're going to get better. Every skill takes practice. You're never perfect when you first do it. And here's the thing. Like, people, again, are just going for these short-term little flings and hookups because it's just so much easier than c- to commit to something that's so long-term. And then all of a sudden, those people in hookup culture become 25, 26, and they don't know actually how to be in a relationship. They really don't know how to be in a relationship and actually, like, work on something and change themselves for necessity. They don't know how to do that. They're just like, oh, I have to care for you mm-hmm. yeah the fuck why why can't we just go our own separate ways eventually like why i have to actually oh, i have to i have to be there for someone oh it's so boring and i have to you know make sure he, he feels loved and cared for and attend like it, oh, it's like no you don't you can't moan about that stuff that but stuff is a privilege you, it's an honor yeah but if you actually do love someone or attracted to them like them hmm. it that stuff doesn't become a chore. It does no, become it something oh, no. that you you look forward to doing. Absolutely, you look to giving them that. Yeah, but if you go, if you come from that like sleeping around culture, I think, and then go and do it for so long, it's gonna be hard. You go into a relationship, you're not going to understand how to do it. No, as quickly. Your perception yes, yeah. But also, here's the thing: is like the the thing that you are probably really good at and understand is probably the sex the flirting and the small talk you can get those which initial is, stages yeah, yeah but, but which is also a good thing to thing. have anyway what yeah. happens when someone disagrees in the relationship now what do you do that's where people fall it's not so much that they're, 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 they're good at sex they may be good at you know small talk and flirting and those like small little dinner dates and stuff like that but when it comes to actually organizing a holiday we're going to go together on this holiday we're going to go somewhere and we're going to have fun. We're going to plan. We're going to do things. It's like, well, there's yeah. going to be problems that arise, especially if it's just the two of you. Someone's going to get pissed off. You left the toilet seat up. 
There it goes. All of a sudden, you have a small little thing that can lead into bigger things, and then resentment, and then anger. And you know what's easier? Just getting rid of them and moving on to the next guy. Because that's what you did before. Yeah. Same with the guy. It's easy to get rid of the girl and move on to the next girl because that's what you know exactly. Yeah, it's what you've done so before. It's, it's so what you've easy done. It's so much easier that many times. But now, good luck trying to actually maintain something. Mm. Maintaining is a key word when it comes to relationships. Building is a key word when it comes yeah. to relationships. And if you don't know how to maintain and build, because you've always been in this hookup culture where you don't have to build or maintain anything, you just a few nights and that's it. It's like well. You know, when something arises, it's like, well, that's too bad. Yeah. That's so sad. You know, like, I, I, I myself don't have much experience in dating. Not too much. But... I don't either. I, I understand, because we're young. Yeah. But I understand that it is building and maintaining. Mm. Building and maintaining. Yeah. Building and It's constant building. It's constant maintaining. It's con- there's going to be constant frustrations, but there's also going to be so many good, genuine moments and it's gotta be from that both. keep you going. It's got to be from both people. It's got to well. be from both people. You can't people. just have like a one way where. Absolutely. For example, maybe the guy's putting in all the effort or the girl's putting in all the effort, and then the other person just isn't. Yes. I think that. Absolutely. That's what I've learned um, every single one. Yeah, I've let that. Well, I think both me and Ash have let that the hard way. Yep. Um. No, I don't want to be next. Please respectfully don't pass on the baton. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Elise doesn't know what she's doing at this point. I'm thriving. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just, I think, take on these key words. Build and maintain. Build yeah, and maintain. Listen, listen to our advice. <laughs> See, it's interesting. I, I like talking to other girls about their thoughts on relationships. Because I definitely think it's it's changed over time a lot, obviously, and I yes. think social media has helped with that, and so has like progressing views. Yep. But I have to think my view on it is very not very traditional, but somewhat traditional. I I prefer traditional life. I do think the the dynamic of provider and nurturer is for me something very important and it doesn't have to manifest in the guy being a provider it can um, I do think it can swap but ultimately the dynamic of provider and nurturer because I think what works or at least what works for me and what I find attractive is when you've got someone who because both providing and nurturing they're both giving actions you're both giving to each other yeah just in different ways the provider might be a bit more let's say long term kind of get down to work whatever where the nurturer is kind of helping that go along helping that go along and <laughs> i was watching oh, it's really i think it's a really good movie but apparently a lot of people think it's a bad movie it's got uh what's his name jake gyllenhaal no jake gyllenhaal. no no it's not him great actor is it no it's not him what's the movie what's the movie uh, persia prince of persia do you know the movie i haven't watched it oh prince of persia yeah is it that's um jake gyllenhaal it is yeah. okay yeah like not the probably greatest movie of all time, but I remember it sparked a conversation with me and my friend about kind of like, you know, I guess gender roles in relationships or whatever. Mm. Because a girl on it is very feminine. Very, I guess feminine energy is that keyword in social media. But I feel like if a lot of women still want a man that will, you know, pay for the day and oh, yeah, he'll open will. the door. They still want the gentleman, whatever. But they want to be the independent woman without giving. Yes. And I don't think that's very fair. You can't expect all of that if you're not giving anything back. Mm. You're just taking it. Yeah. And the least you can do is, if they pay for dinner, show your gratitude in little ways. Or if they do that, 
show in other little ways just if they provide this nurture it show that it's appreciated show that it's you are grateful for that and then when they provide something else keep doing that and i think those dynamics are so strong no matter if it's woman man just if this person gives yeah and this person gives and nurtures and it keeps going that is such a good healthy dynamic i think that i mean it can work and the person who have... doesn't like relationships or doesn't so i don't know if i'm a bit <laughs> i'm the person to be listening to here but yeah, no, you know I, I agree i think having that um sort of relationship is is good i like that as well i think yes um but i think it can go both ways so i mean like at different times like i don't think you need i think some times you don't need one person to have the natural role and yeah, one person yeah, to have the other i think it can yeah. like change it like like it can interchange between who's doing what mm. whether you're um what is it giving and nurturing yeah. or providing and providing and nurturing. nurturing that's it um, whether like one person's providing and then one person's nurturing, I think that role should be swapped, um, like interchangeably. Like you shouldn't have to obviously tell them yeah. you're providing today. I'm nurturing today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, think, I think you need to try and find as much as you know, like fifty-fifty doesn't really exist. Mm. Yeah, but as much but, of a split yeah. as you can, yeah. roughly. Yeah. Or whatever works in your relationship, really. Because it doesn't have to be 50-50, depending on the two people that are in the relationship. Some people just want to provide. Some people just want to nurture. Mm. Yeah. That's just what it is. But some people want a 50-50 split. Some people want 75-25. It honestly depends. I think this is this is something you need to talk about with your partner. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, I feel like definitely. a lot of people, when you hear like 70-25, people are like, oh, that's terrible. But some people actually enjoy giving yeah. that much. Yeah. And... It and some works for yeah. some people. As much as it might seem crazy to like me or you or someone else, for some, one person giving a lot more actually just works though. It makes them both happy. Mm-hmm. It's funny, just like, it's all so much common sense. Like, yeah. But, but we're so, we're not able to really find it because I think honestly the culture that surrounds us isn't um, that anymore it is, isn't isn't really traditional anymore no and which is fine I mean we're all like evolving I don't think that's fine I don't think traditions should stay necessarily but I think depending on the person depends on mm-hmm. whether you stay traditional or whether you sort yes. of adapt your own way of doing it mm-hmm. which is like which is fair yeah. I'm but I'm happy yeah. to sort of hear the mind but yeah. considering we're all traditional we don't have anyone to to debate us to debate that um yeah <laughs> which is fine but i think there's a few people that would obviously debate it i mean everyone will debate it but i think well that's why we're here we're here to debate things um i feel like i'm doing a lot of the debating so far i'm like i like that however however <laughs> yeah. however it was always pushed back against yeah definitely me you've definitely pushed back against me a lot <laughs> Because I'm always correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, I think that comes Damn. to the end of the first episode of Brain Credit. Brain Credit. Lots of tangents. Episode one. Relationships. Relationships and purpose. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Um, we will be back God knows when again probably two to three business days after we James and I put it in the chat yeah and then we will be like oh yeah I'm busy that day yeah yeah and then it will be another four weeks until we get another answer exactly so but till then thank you for uh, going all the way to the end if you have going all the way to the end Um, and we will see you in the next
uh, podcast where I don't know what we would be talking about. It'll be something. It'll be something interesting. Who knows? Maybe one day it'll be aliens and vampires. But till then, thank you all for joining. I am Ashley Benson, signing out. I'm James Elliott, signing out. William Margaret, signing out. And we will see you on the next episode of Brain Credit very soon. Ciao.